0: Stay tuned for The Sean Casey Show, a podcast for Patriots. Welcome back. It is the Sean Casey show, a podcaster for Patriots, the Casey commentary. We're highlighting news of the weekend and uh, three big stories that the state run media has completely missed that you deserve to hear the stories you deserve to to learn the truth. And that's why you come here uh, to this podcast on a regular basis, and we are so thankful that you do that. Make sure that you spread the word uh, each and every episode. We have full episodes dropping Tuesdays and Thursdays with the Casey Commentary on Saturday. Uh, Program note, next week, uh, Tuesday's full episode will feature Lara Logan and her excellent new series on X called The Rest of the Story. And by then, who knows? We may have a partial or complete government slowdown we start with that news here today and let's get to the reason why we are here today and again there's always this um, story this narrative that the democrats and the republicans can't get along they're fighting there's tension they can't agree on priorities etc but one thing we can all agree on is that the uniparty is driving this bus uh, both democrats and republicans are addicted to big government big government which will be the ruination of our nation and so it's important that we downsize our government, that we downsize our spending, that we reduce the deficits, the national debt, because it is unsustainable. At $33 trillion right now, adding $2 trillion a year, we're on track uh, in the next uh, 10 years to be over $50 trillion. Uh, that'll be the, the, uh, the deficit. And we are one of the top five debtor nations in the world today. And what is driving this? Well, the Uniparty's addiction to big government, the bigger the government, uh, the more power and control they have over you and I. And that is not in the best interest of the United States of America, nor is it in the best interest of our freedoms and our liberties. Pretty soon, government will be mandating, as they did during the pandemic, during the lockdowns, you know, masks, jabs, you know, we had to stay in your home, six feet, social distancing, uh, et cetera. They're going to be mandating everything in our lives, and by then, our freedom will be lost. So we have to take a, they have to draw a line in the sand right now, and that is what a handful, about two dozen Republicans, are trying to do in the House by demanding that no more, um, more continuing resolutions, clean or dirty, meaning the stopgap spending bill to keep the government operating for two weeks, for another month or whatever, until they concoct their latest scheme to uh, you know, rip us off and take our money. Now it's time to return to single-subject bills. All 12 appropriations bills must be voted on, and they should be clean. Don't load them up with Ukraine funding, as McCarthy did, and he didn't. Now he's back again. Over in the Senate, the rhinos there, led by Cornyn and Thune and Shelley Moore Capito and Katie Britt of Alabama, Uh, there's at least a dozen or more. Actually, there's close to 20 uh republican rhinos in the senate that want to give six billion dollars more to ukraine over in the house it's a pittance 300 million uh but again they're all playing games here's the bottom line are you willing to fund our own government first or you want to fund Ukraine? Is that the priority that we continue to fight these proxy wars? And remember what Ike said, former President Eisenhower, about beware of the military industrial complex. That's number one. Number two, beware of the neocons. Because there's always going to be a war. There's always going to be some war. Mike Pence is the latest. If uh, Russia uh, ends up beating Ukraine, and they are, uh, then we're going to have to go in and fight Russia over there. Not in our best interest. Not unless we're attacked. Not unless one of our NATO member countries is attacked. There's a time and place for everything, and right now, that is what's driving this, these endless foreign wars. It is great for business. It's great for military contractors. It's great because what happens there, we see the same thing happens overseas. We see that money is sent to China or to Taiwan or to Venezuela, and that money gets laundered back into the pockets of U.S. senators. It's one of the dirtiest uh, schemes of money laundering in our history. And that's how it happens. That's why they go to the Senate and they become rich people. Remember Joe Biden, poorest guy. He was the poorest guy in the Senate. In fact, in 2009, he was worth about $30,000. When he left uh, the office in, uh, what was it, 2015? 2016, when Trump won, uh, he had a little bit more. But then he had this big book deal in which, uh, what, $8.5 million? Of course, that's another money laundering scheme, these book deals. At the end of the day, who knows the actual value of the Biden? Some say it could be $20, $30 million, all because he went to the U.S. Senate and for 50 years gave our money to foreign countries uh, and made sure that the military industrial complex got it so uh, they could return it to campaign contributions and uh, chits and other little um, uh, gratuities. So that's what's driving this whole thing. We need to break the cycle. We need to stop feeding the beast. And to Matt Gates, and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Scott Perry and Andy Biggs, I can't name everybody, uh, but they know who they are. They're leading this charge. It is time to restore. Who knew that we would become an extremist? If you talked about balanced budgets, fiscal sanity, uh, let's do reckless, let's do, uh, stop the reckless spending. And make sure that we have our spending under control, just like the household budgets. It is time to reform our tax system. Get rid of this confiscatory progressive tax system and go to a flat tax, fair tax, whatever you want to do. We need leadership on this issue. And I think there's only one person talking about that right now. That would be Donald Trump. So that's number one. Number two, uh, DiFi. Unfortunately, she passes at the age of 90. Uh, Again, indeed, a trailblazer. But let's not forget, she was part of the uh, intelligence community complex, the IC. Uh, she was on the Senate Subcommittee on Select uh, Intelligence. And they are just, they have, the hands are just as dirty as the intel community in and of itself. So now it is up to Governor Newsom as to whether or not he is going to appoint, uh, you know, someone. Well, obviously, he has to appoint somebody uh, to fill her seat. And he's already backed himself in a corner by promising it is going to be a black woman. So who could it be? Uh, and I'm sure Adam Shifty Schiff is real happy about that because he really wanted this Senate seat. Imagine that. A white liberal now is going to be upset because of uh, DEI and affirmative action and uh, discrimination. That's it. When you say, I'm I'm not looking at anybody else, I'm appointing a black woman, that is discriminatory. That is prejudicial. And on that alone, Gavin Newsom should never get a whiff of the White House. But he'll try. So some of the names being mentioned, uh, Barbara Lee uh, being one. Uh, Let's see, uh, Mad Maxine Waters, can you imagine her in the Senate? Oh my God. Even Meghan Markle's name has been mentioned, as has Michelle Obama's. You see her in the yacht over the weekend, uh, rubbing shoulders with Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson and Steven Spielberg and Kate Capshaw. Uh, there was another celebrity couple on there. I can't remember who it was. But they were all in, the, uh, in Portofino, Italy, on Spielberg's yacht. She is schmoozing with the Hollywood elite. because that's where her money's going to come from in her uh, one-day presidential or perhaps Senate run. There's even this wild... Uh, you know, reach for the stars idea that Kamala Harrison will, uh, Kamala Harris rather will be named as U.S. Senator. So Gavin Newsom could then become vice president and lurk behind the scenes ready to uh, take over when Joe Biden falters, which is coming. So we'll see what happens. But again, that is steeped in uh, discrimination. And finally, the RFK Jr. announcement uh, this uh, Friday that he's considering an independent run is going to make an announcement uh, this uh, Monday, October the 9th, a week from this Monday, uh, and he's going to run as an independent. And everybody's going, oh, this is going to be bad news for Joe Biden. Well, it's bad news for Joe Biden if Joe Biden is the nominee. I don't believe that Joe Biden is going to be the nominee. I think it's going to be Gavin Newsom or somebody else. And if that's the case, it's bad news for Donald Trump. And let me tell you why. Because if it's not Biden, all the people that were disaffected by Biden, the Democrats, they're not going. They're going to stay with the Democrat Party if it's Newsom or somebody else. They're not going to uh, again. Democrats don't blow up blow up themselves, and implode like the GOP does. They will circle the wagons and rally around Gavin Newsom. So if Gavin Newsom's a nominee, he's going to keep most of the Democrat vote. He's going to he's going to draw the Never Trump vote, and he's going to draw. Uh, one third of the uh, of the independents, at least, uh, I would say our RF. And so the uh, RFK will get one third of the independents, and Donald Trump will have to get whatever's left over. And, he, and the Republicans, in and of themselves, are not enough to push the president over the top. He needs crossover Democrats, and he needs at least uh thirty five percent or more of the independent vote. Don't know if it's going to happen with an RFK uh, Jr. So let's not. Uh, count our chickens before their hatched. especially I believe Joe Biden's not going to be the nominee. And that will not be good if he runs as an independent. All right, so the other three stories that uh, were missed and you need to know about. Uh, number one is that newfound emails prove that the Biden White House hid the COVID vaccine harms from the public. How do we know this? Because an attorney made a request under a FOIA uh, to the CDC. Back in August, he asked for emails from Dr. Walensky Sherry Berger, and uh, Kevin Griffs, all CDC staff members, uh, that included the term myocarditis. They got nearly 500 pages of docs, uh, and uh, the vast majority of them had redactions. Another 46 pages were released from a whistleblower. Uh, of those 46 pages, 80% of them were fully redacted, meaning they were blank. Uh, and uh, of the 46 pages, only two pages were released without any redaction. Seven pages were partially redacted. 37 were fully redacted. And the reason why is uh, they call it exemption 5 and six. So why what is exemption 5? Well, that states the presidential communications privilege protects documents solicited and received by the president or his immediate White House advisors who have broad and significant responsibility for investigating and formulating the advice to be given to the president. All right, let's clean that up. What does it mean? It means that the president and his close advisors in the White House have a special rule that lets them keep certain documents private. That would mean that the president and his close advisors knew knew that the myocarditis threat and the thrombotic uh, thrombocytopenia syndrome or blood clotting, uh, heart damage, low platelet counts, all of it were harmful effects of the jab that were not shared with the public before putting it out there and and pushing in these boosters, et cetera. So that, uh, and that has ended up in the deaths of Americans. So somebody had to sign off of, was it Biden? Was it uh, Kamala Harris? Uh, Or was it somebody else on the president's staff that knew? knew that these clot shots were killing people and said, let's put them out there anyway. That's number one. The media will never touch that story. Number two, the Biden regime was aware that a large population of migrants, illegal aliens, preparing to cross the southern border months before the near record number surged into the country this month, that according to internal documents obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. And again, the Biden regime took no action to stop, slow, delay, forestall any of this invasion that has overwhelmed local officials in Eagle Pass, along our southern border, and now in New York City and, uh, and elsewhere. The documents show that the Mexican immigration authorities saw a spike in apprehension since May, an indication that border crossings were likely to rise. The White House knew it. The White House took zero steps to stop it because the White House wants it. They want the invasion. They want to collapse the system. They want to transform our country. And the way you do that is by putting 10 to 15 million, that's Trump's number, 15 million illegal aliens into this country uh, and um, and overwhelm our schools, our, our public services, uh, etc., and even take our tax dollars. It is just outrageous. The third and final story that you need to know about, and again, we're just touching on these, but you should really do some homework on your own. Uh, you know, bing it, uh, duck, duck, go it, put in your search engine. Get more stories on what the White House knew about the jab and uh, these uh these emails, and that they knew the border surge was coming. And then finally, the one that's a real head scratcher to me is Tony Fauci. This is according to National Review and uh, Daily Mail. Several outlets reporting this. Uh, Doctor Fauci secretly visited the CIA headquarters to influence that agency's investigation into the origins of the CCP virus, according to uh, new allegations by the House Coronavirus Subcommittee. Uh, Representative Brad Winstrip, Republican of Ohio Chairman of the House Select Subcommittee on the coronavirus pandemic, sent a letter Tuesday to Christy Grimm, IG of the um, Health and Human Services, requesting all pertinent documents and communications related to Fauci's alleged off-the-books meeting at Langley. The panel specifically seeking communications related among HHS, uh, the NIAID, that's Fauci's agency before he retired, and the U.S. Marshals Service, which was tasked with protecting and escorting Fauci while he was serving as the president's chief medical advisor. The question uh, remains is why would Fauci go to the CIA uh, to, to plead his case? That you can't let this get out? If this gets out, there'll be panic in the streets that the United States government may have been complicit in the gain-of-function research which the Chinese used to develop a bioweapon which they then unleashed on the world to punish Trump and the United States and the Western world, and millions died? Let's not forget, the CIA was rumored to have had six of their, seven of their analysts already ready to sign off that the origin was in the Wuhan lab. And then they offered them some financial incentives And they changed their tunes. Unbelievable. In June, the U.S. Intel Committee declassified a report that stated its agencies, including the CIA, had determined that the CCP was not genetically engineered, even though they found biosafety concerns and genetic engineering occurring in the Chinese lab. Okay, thank you very much. Now we know why Fauci was there. It's called cover-up. And one of these days, the truth is going to win out. One of these days... According to Thomas Jefferson, one of our great founding fathers, he said, quote, It is error alone which needs the support of government. Truth can stand by itself. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. All right, thanks for joining us again for the Sean Casey Show, a podcast for patriots. The Casey commentary, the big stories you missed this week, because the state-run media will not report them. Uh, we're back on Tuesday with another full episode featuring Lara Logan. I uh, want you to have a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Remember, you got to fight hard to stay free.